And welcome back to the 14th Floor Fantasy Football Podcast. That's right, Season 2, we're back at it. Uh, hello to everybody. Welcome back. Missed you guys. Uh, hopefully uh, you needed some more content. I know I'm pretty much through Netflix and Disney Plus myself, so I thought I'd go back and give you a little draft uh, draft recap and, and highlights for you. Talk about who was drafted where and what that might mean for your fantasy team this year. Talk about that at-home draft. I know that was different this year, and I kind of liked it. We'll talk about what we liked and especially what I didn't like. Got a hot take there for you. But before we do that, I uh, would be remiss if I didn't say thank you out there to all those essential workers uh, who, are, who are out there every day doing it for us. Obviously, the medical professionals out there, the doctors, the nurses, the techs, the frontline staff there, especially Dr. Ashley out there in New Jersey. Uh, Love that podcast when she came on 14th, 14th with Friends and helped us out last year. So big thank you to her and all those medical professionals out there. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention those, uh, those a little bit closer to home, those grocery stores. Uh, Target, Walmart, all those folks out there who are providing those services we need every day uh, just to stay living and stay safe. So thank you to all those guys. And also thanks to some local restaurants here, especially around Pittsburgh. Uh, for me, uh, just giving me that escape and that little bit of normalcy when you can go get a pizza or a burger or whatever it might be and just that night off of cooking. So thank you to all those folks, first and foremost. Give me a break here and we'll uh, we'll see. We'll talk about that draft and uh, let's see how maybe it can help you here in 2020 when you league. All right, so let's talk about that 2020 draft and, and talk about some of the results and key names and players and how they might help you here in the upcoming fantasy season. Um, you know, obviously, we'll talk about these closer to the draft, too. But, you know, I thought we could talk about them right now since the draft was just last Thursday, just a week ago. Now, the first and foremost thing to remember is few rookies, if any, will have a dramatic impact on your fantasy football team. Uh, they're good names, you know, obviously to know. And if, if you're in a dynasty league or league where you can keep somebody uh, year after year, these are definitely some names to know. No, but you know, these are later round draft picks. These are not your first, second, third round picks. These are later round draft picks. There's those, those fill-ins on those bye weeks or if somebody gets hurt, you know, this is your third running back, your fourth wide receiver, uh, and definitely second or third quarterback. You know, the reason for that is it just takes time to learn how to play in the NFL. Um, you know, especially this year is going to be a, definitely an anomaly for a lot of these players. You know, we're not sure what off season training camps are going to look like. Even uh, real training camp, are, are they going to go on time? Is the season going to happen on time? Um, you know, how, how long is it going to take them to learn the playbook, get uh, coordinated with the new coaches, the new staff, and, and you know, the new people around them. So it's going to take some time. These guys are definitely not people you want to draft and start week one, but definitely somebody to look for, you know, kind of in those uh, those later rounds of your draft just to add to that bench depth. And, and maybe they can help you uh, later in the year or, or with that playoff push. So without that, with that being said, just take it with a grain of salt, but here's some names, especially, uh, we'll just look at it by position and start there. Um, obviously the, the quarterback position is always the biggest one within in a draft. And, uh, there were some big names that came off here in the first and second rounds. Um, obviously number one overall, Joe Burrow, uh, quarterback going to Cincinnati from LSU via Ohio state and a few other places. Uh, Joe's Joe's a good, good candidate for uh, a late draft. Um, you know, and definitely that kind of fill in mid year. Uh, he's definitely got some good weapons around him. And the problem is he's not a bad, team uh since then he's just just bad 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 uh they won't be any better this year uh, they're developing, but I, I just don't see him, you know, being startable uh, for most of the season, candidly. But stick him on your bench. Uh, you know, I I definitely say go ahead and draft them later in the in the rounds, probably late rounds for me. I wouldn't go anywhere above ten with him. Uh, candidly, I'm not sold on Joe Burrow. Uh, I think he's a fine prospect, but I definitely don't think he's uh, going to be the next superstar in the NFL. Uh, just too many question marks about him. 
moving on, uh, s- next drafted quarterback was Tua Talavia-Loga out of Alabama. He was drafted by the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, I, I understand the, the appeal here. Um, my problem is I love Devontae Parker, uh, wide receiver for those Dolphins who helped me out a lot last year in both my leagues. Um, I just don't know if Tua can get it done. I I, I don't know. I've His injury prone, and that's the biggest problem with Tua. He, he's got great skills. He's got great ability. But can he stay on the field? If he can't stay on the field, he's of no help to you. And he's going to kill Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki. Uh, yeah, Gesicki, shout out Penn State. We are. Uh, love those weapons. Uh, he, he does have those weapons around him. Jordan Howard's a good running back. So he has what he needs. Let's just see if he can stay healthy and stay on the field. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, lost now Los Angeles Chargers, uh, was drafted next. Uh, once again, Chargers, bad team, um, bad situation. Don't love Justin Herbert. Um, and then the one I really don't love, uh, surprisingly, Jordan Love, Green Bay. I just do not get this decision at all. Um, Jordan Love is a very marginal, marginal NFL quarterback prospect. Uh, great talent, um, not a winner doesn't have all the throws you need and and green Bay just could have done a lot better. Could have done a lot more with this pick, especially to help that team out. Um, you know, green Bay is a solid team. They really are. They could be competing for playoffs if, if not more this year. Uh, and and that pick could have gone a lot, a lot of different ways. I just do not understand the Jordan love pick in this position. Um, you know, if you're trying to send a message to Aaron Rodgers, I get that. Uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers, who I love as a fantasy player, uh, he's clashed with coaches. He, he, he got a few coaches fired. Of course, we all know that. We all know the stories, but you don't use your number one overall pick to send a message. Um, use a number one overall pick to help your team. So I have no idea what Green Bay was doing, but it, avoid Jordan Love for 2020 at all costs. There's no reason to pick him up. He will not see the field in, unless there's a catastrophic injury with Aaron Rodgers. Um the the one pick on the same vein that I did actually like was Jalen Hurts. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles selected him in the second round. Um, Carson Wentz, it, it, once again, injury prone, no doubt. And, and I like Jalen Hurts. The guy's a winner. He gets it done. Um, if it wasn't for Tua, you know, he probably would have two or three national championships with uh, Alabama. So so do like that pick. And uh, I. I actually don't see him playing this year, but that's a name to keep in mind uh, down the road. And if Wentz gets hurts again, he he will be the starting quarterback in Philly. So keep an eye on that one. So so there's your quarterback rundown. There's a few other ones selected, but but once again, fantasy value is not there. Uh, definitely going to be backups and holding clipboards for the next couple of years. Uh, let's go into the running back section once again. Um, just a couple names here for you. First and second round draft picks that I, I do like only one in the first round, actually. And, and that's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, he went with the last pick overall in the first round to Kansas city. So uh, I actually like this pick C, uh, CEH, uh, as the, the nickname goes solid, solid running back. And more importantly was wanted by, uh, Patrick Mahomes. So they talked to Patrick Mahomes. He wanted him. Uh, they went out and got him. I think it's a great pick. Uh, just another, weapon for that Kansas City offense. Andy Reid, great offensive mind. Uh, I would not mind you picking him up as your second or even third or maybe even second running back in some cases. I think he's going to do some damage in a, you know after a couple weeks, and I think he will be the starter there in Kansas City. A uh, bunch of second round picks that I think you can definitely stash on the bench. Definitely that uh, third and, and bye week running back. Definitely uh, do some damage for you. Uh, DeAndre Swift, amazing talent out of Jordan out of Georgia uh, is now with the Detroit lions. I think they will start running the ball more this year. And I think Deandre Swift is a great pickup there. Uh, and then I love Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin guy just is a winner of ball games. He he's just a hundred yard machine for Wisconsin. Um, yeah. Now running behind, uh, you know, 
six 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 five three hundred and thirty pound lineman in Wisconsin. That doesn't hurt you, but uh, I, I think he'll definitely get it done at the next level. He's he's got everything he needs, and, and he'll be with the Colts this year. Um, and I, I think that's going to be a great fit for him as well. And then finally, last but not least, is J.K. Dobbins uh, out of Ohio State is now with the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, Mark Ingram had that huge year last year for them, uh, but once again, Ingram Ingram is uh, noticeably an injury candidate. He can get hurt and will get hurt. But also, I just love J.K. Dobbins' talent. He he's so so solid. Um, as I said, he he's definitely worth a late pickup and stash on that bench for that bye week that you fill in that you might need. Uh, and finally, let's look at some wide receivers. Once again, I, I don't love the wide receiver class. I knew there was a lot picked and a lot of love for the wide receivers, uh, but I don't like their final destinations. Henry Ruggs went to the Raiders. I just can't trust the Raiders, uh, especially with Derek Carr, quarterback. And he's he's just Ruggs is just a speed demon. That's all he is. He is a straight fly pattern. Um, he's going to break one for 50 or not catch a ball for you. Don't love him because as we always talk about, it's with volume and fantasy. So he is a boomer bust. Don't love that. Jerry Judy, amazing talent going to Denver, uh, but he's got limitations. Uh, one, most importantly, Drew Locke is the quarterback. That is a huge limit for any any wide receiver. And then he's going to a hugely crowded wide receiver room. You've got Cortland Sutton, uh, KJ or uh, Hamler's already there, or KJ Hamler was drafted in the second round, and Deshaun Hamilton is also there. So four great receivers. Don't know if there's enough balls to go around in Denver, uh, especially for Jerry Judy, just to make any kind of uh, fantasy noise this year. Uh, great talent. Um, somebody like I, I like going forward, but maybe not year one. The one, the two names I do like on wide receiver that did go in the first round and definitely somebody to look for for you this year. CD Lamb, uh, selected by the Cowboys there in the middle of the first round. Love CD Lamb. Love the talent absolutely think he's going to be amazing uh, for Dallas. They already gave him 88. If you don't know the the background there, that is the prime number for the Cowboys. So they've already given him 88. They expect big things. I expect big things. And, uh, you know, candidly, whether it's Andy Dalton or Dak, I, I think he's got a good quarterback to throw to him. So, so that's a great receiver for you. And then the other one, uh, Justin Jefferson, great talent out of LSU, uh, going to the Vikings. Um, the Vikings actually needed a wide receiver uh, Adam hooked on a Thielen uh, is still there, of course, but they needed that number two wide receiver. And I think Justin Jefferson is going to be that. So if, if you're looking for some wide receivers, I, I would definitely go CeeDee Lamb or Justin Jefferson. You know, the rest of the names, you're, you're, you're going to get booms or busts out of them. I, I don't love any of them specifically, but but those are the real talents uh, that I think you need to look for, those names uh, when you're drafting here this year. So keep that in mind. Keep those on you know, the bottom of your draft sheets this year when it comes to those 10th, 11th round. Look for those names, and, and hopefully that'll help you win. So uh, give me a break. I'll get reset, grab a glass of water here, and uh, we'll talk about that at-home draft, what I liked, what I didn't, and a definite hot take. So the other thing I wanted to touch on besides the names and players that you needed to know for your draft was just, just the uniqueness of the 2020 draft. I, I loved the at-home feature. I really did. I, I know there were no other options here, um, but I'm glad they didn't delay it. I'm glad they went through with it. And and I actually liked seeing uh, the coaches, the GMs, and, and the prospects at their house. Uh, I, I like the social distancing. I like seeing the excitedness uh, of the families, as always. I think that's great. Uh, definitely some of those prospects weren't social distancing. You could see the 15 people standing on the wings. But uh it was great to see them. So, uh, you know, and, and some of them were just perfectly uh, uh, staged too. I mean, Belichick's kitchen table couldn't have been any better. Andy Reid's Hawaiian shirt 
you know, some, some closest who the video camera was just way too close to their face. Uh, loved all of that. Uh, love the kids running in for a lot of the coaches and GM seeing the little faces. That was uh, fun. You could tell they were enjoying it, enjoying being part of the experience and, and the, the pets there as well. So that was, that was great. That was fun to see. I really, uh, as a, as an NFL fan and a, also as a father, I just love seeing that stuff. I thought that was excellent. Uh, I have no idea what was going on at Mike Vrabel's house. Uh, I think he was having a good time. Um, you know, Jerry Jones, obviously in, uh, the, the, basement of a volcano there. I think he got that from, uh, Austin powers. Uh, but anyway, uh, that, that was just right on script as well. So it was fun to see that. Uh, I had some questions though. Obviously these prospects, they still had the hat, uh, for the team that drafted them. I don't know how that happened. Did they just send these guys a box with every NFL team's hat in it? Um, it, just so when they got selected, they could put a hat on. And, and if so, what happens to those other hats, right? Uh, you know, where do all the other hats go? I, I don't know. That's just what I wanted to know. So, uh, just curious as to what happens with those things. Do they send them to, uh, you know, do they send them to Dick so we can pick them up later? I, I don't know. I'd love to see that anyway. But, uh, I, I know I, 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 there was one thing that was, was, uh, a huge hit at the at-home draft and, I don't know. I, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And, and that was Cliff Kingsbury's house, right? I know people loved it. And it definitely was uh, the talk of the draft and definitely after the draft. If you didn't see it, uh, he, I think it's about a four and a half million dollar home uh, outside Arizona, one of the higher end neighborhoods there. Um, you know, it, trust me, it was it was a nice, a nice big open windows uh, out overlooking a, a fire pit and a, and a huge pool and an outdoor kitchen and a big, huge, big screen TV, et cetera, et cetera, marble, all the things you'd want to see. Right. Um, so so first and foremost, anybody, anybody be lucky to have that house. Uh, I, I don't like the geometric architecture in the AstroTurf, but that's me. Uh, that That's a personal thing. And I kind of thought the outside looked like a bit like a mausoleum. But but that's me. Right. It's a nice house. It's beautiful. I get why people loved it. Um, but my problem was twofold. One, the, the space didn't look functional at all. I mean, you're in Arizona and there's absolutely zero shade and zero place to sit. Now, maybe the place was staged um, or maybe a single man doesn't need a four and a half million dollar home with five bedrooms and seven bathrooms and uh, a whole uh, movie theater in it. Maybe it's just too big for him. But, uh, you know, why wasn't there a chair outside to sit on? That was what was confusing to me. So first and foremost, I, I just didn't like the functionality of it. Anyway, that that's number one. But number two is is just Cliff Kingsbury in general. I mean, that is the epitome of Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, the guy is all hat, no cattle. Talks such a big game and just can't seem to back it up ever. Um, you know, he was a very marginal, marginal quarterback at Texas Tech. I get it. He had huge numbers, but he played in the Big 12 where they play zero defense. Absolutely None. Yeah, I, I get it. And then he went to the NFL and he was a, a middling, I think he was a sixth round draft pick and and went from team to team. And, and that's great. I mean, he he's jumped around to, to teams, but that's fine. He, but but my bigger problem is he is this disciple of the air raid offense, and it just doesn't work. It's been proven time and time again at the college and especially at the NFL level, where there are so many good athletes on defense, it doesn't work. He's a losing head coach. He he's just never won at any level as a player or as a coach. Never won his winning his uh, man. His record in the NFL is just atrocious, and and I hate his offense. I hate DeAndre Hopkins in his offense. I hate Kyler Murray in his offense. And I think anybody who's thinking of drafting Arizona this year is insane. 
stay away from the Cardinals, stay away from Cliff Kingsbury. They will do nothing but kill your fantasy football team. I know that's a hot take. I know most people love that look. I know most people love the house, but you can't trust anybody who wears loafers in their own home. Give me a pair of Allbirds. That's all I need in life. Why on earth was this guy sitting in his living room table with his foot up with loafers on? I mean, it's quarantine, guys. Why are you wearing hard loafers? Anyway, uh, that's it. That's my rant. End of rant. But uh, if you want to win your fantasy football uh, league next year, stay away from the Cardinals and stay away from Cliff Kingsbury. All right, give me a second. Reset here. We'll wrap it all up for you. That's right. We got some new theme music here in season two. Um, one of the actually homeschooling projects for my older daughter, Ryan, was to uh, to play around on uh, her iPad and, and create some music. So I had her create me a little theme here for the season two. So I hope you like it. Uh, you'll be hearing it a lot between now and then. So so thanks, Ryan. I really appreciate the help. Uh, as always, and once again, thank you again to all those essential workers out there. We appreciate everything you're doing on the day-to-day. Uh, stay safe out there, and thanks for everything. Uh, upcoming episodes. Yeah, that's right. I'm not going to leave you with just Netflix and, and uh, Disney+. Plus. We'll have some up, upcoming episodes. We'll talk about all that quarterback and other free agent movement. Yes, yes. We'll talk about Tom Brady and Bruce Gre- er, and Gronk. I, I promise we will talk about them, just not today because, hey, it's my podcast. I'll do what I want. And uh, we'll, we'll see about getting some experts to come in here and predict 2020. Uh, we'll talk about who we think is going to be the uh, Super Bowl favorites and uh, maybe some uh, fantasy stuff for you, too. So we'll get some expert predictions in here, as, as many as I can find it come to my house anyway that's it that is all for this week uh stay safe stay home stay active um and we'll see you all real soon back on that 14th floor